Hey, welcome back, listeners, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. My name is Yaden Smith. I'm your host. And this week is an interview which has been, what, four months? In the making. Four months in the making. Yep. We've been trying to get this scheduled for uh, a long time because our guest this week is Nick, Chef Nick, from Coastal Coffee Roasters. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be here and excited to uh, talk a little bit more about uh, Somerville and some fun things that we can do. I know that it's been difficult scheduling, mostly because you are so busy. Yes, I'm uh, trying to do a lot in a limited amount of time. Um, always a good thing to do. Trying the dream to is free, hustle sold separately. Exactly. <laughs> Willing to put in the work and the time, then something great will grow. And that's what we're trying to do here. That's Just right. bring some great food and uh, information to well, let's more jump people. Right, let's jump right into that, that food and information you know, how long have you been here at Coastal Coffee? How long have you been w- doing what you do here at this, at this here location? Here at Coastal Coffee Roasters, um, actually, uh, amazingly enough, I got uh, got hired here two days after we moved to town um, back nice. in October of 2017. So about a year and wow. a half now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what what is it that you do here? I know I said Chef Nick, but... Like, so what's your actual role on site? So on site now, we have turned it into a, a kitchen with that utilizes a chef. Uh, okay. When I came on board, uh, there was just a couple of us cooking and baking. Um, we've tried to reorganize and restructure it so it's a little bit more... Um, it's a word I'm looking for. Um, not, not commercial, mm-hmm. but a little bit more restaurant based gotcha uh, meaning just I'm not just, ordering. not just like a coffee shop with baked goods muffins exactly and pastries exactly but no, lunch right breakfast right stuff like that right and instead of doing you know our basic sandwiches we're trying now with uh with myself here mm-hmm. to put some forethought into it and we're doing weekly and monthly specials trying to give people more options and show them that there is a great place here with great food that's not fast right. food yeah, I keep seeing the, um, well, I just saw it as I was getting my latte this morning, um, coming up on Friday. Yes. The beer, well, I, I forget what it's actually, but it has to do with St. Patrick's Day. So yes. It's like a five-course thing. Yes. Happening here on, We're, now, uh, I say this coming Friday. This episode won't be released in time. <laughs> uh, we're we're you, we I set see those it up more and more. Yeah, we're setting it up, trying to do theme things. Um, when I was, I spent about four and a half, five years in Europe. Um, part of that time was over in Ireland, and I loved it. It's one mm. of my favorite places. So with St. Patrick's Day coming up, um, we partnered um, with Brad to do a, yeah. a event. So be a five course meal. Fancy, uh, refined um, Irish traditional food paired up with some nice beverages. Nice. Now you said you'd been you spent four or five years in Ireland. Uh, in Europe. In in Europe. Europe. Okay, you spent you spent time in Europe. Let's let's jump backwards. Okay, we're going to jump all over the place. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. So, how did you get to Somerville? What's your story, and how did you end up here in this tiny yet awesome place? Dart on a map. <laughs> For real? Pretty much. Oh, my gosh. Um, when, when we decided to uh, leave our, our previous job, we wanted to move mm-hmm. somewhere and, and, and try something new. Did where uh, you were have snow? 
We did, yes. Yes, I was up in <laughs> Connecticut. Yes, yep. We were up in the Connecticut area. We were working privately for a family, and we decided that we didn't want to do that type of work anymore. It's just, if you think I work a lot now for with oh a coffee gosh. shop, that's pretty much 24 hours on call. I, I don't even want to think about the stress level yep. of working privately for a family, yep. like one of those types of families. Yep, yep. So... We decided. We decided to come you screw out. Screw something up, and that's 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 oh it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, bur- I've seen the TV shows. Yep, yep. <laughs> so after after doing that for so long, to basically like anybody else does it to pay off bills. Right. We decided uh, to come down, uh, try something new. We uh, have our ideas, business plans, and stuff. And actually, a friend of mine, when I was teaching in Italy, was in the area. So I figured we wanted to come to the south. We were in and out of Florida. I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of working in Florida. <laughs> so uh, we just went with someplace where we at least knew one person. Well, there you go. So, and Somerville uh, is Somerville the better. Somerville is the better place. Uh, so, so far I've heard you spent four or five years. You spent time in Europe. Mm-hmm. You taught in Italy. Yep. You were the private chef to a fam- a single family. Yes. In Connecticut. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That just I just keep coming back to that. I'm like, hmm. I, I know kind of what it costs to live down here, and if I were to hire a chef to just work for my family, I imagine what that bill would be. Yep. I imagine it's more so in much, the Northeast. Much more so. Oh, my gosh. So how did you get started in food and, and chefing? Uh, I was, you saw Ratatouille when you were little, and that was it. No, uh, I do love <laughs> that movie, and we kind of watch it regularly I just because I like cartoons. Yeah. Um, I was 14. Started mm-hmm. uh, flipping burgers at, like, this... I'd call it like a mom and pops type joint. Yeah. It was, uh, they had like uh, soft serve and burgers, hot dogs, and the menu grew, but it was like uh, a figurehead in our town since the 60s. Yeah. So um, I got my first job there when I was 14, worked there for a couple of years, went on to another restaurant. So and what then, town was this? Where, where, where'd you I'm, grow up? I'm from the Midwest. Okay. I'm, uh, originally, we kind of moved around, but we settled in a little farm town called Huntley, about an hour and a half northwest of Chicago, right on the Wisconsin border. Okay. So it's a beautiful farm nice. town, big mid- Midwest farms, lots of corn yeah. or soy, huge farms. So it was it was nice. It comes into town on Friday night and has a burger to shake. It, exactly. Just exactly. like in the movies. Yeah, I'm imagining exactly. Footloose right now. A hundred percent just like that. <laughs> and after on Saturdays and Sundays, after all the T-balls and the games, yeah. all the kids would come over for ice cream. So <laughs> it was great, awesome. yeah. So you started cooking at age 14. Did, did you go to school or anything for for chef? Never did until Any I attended. Any sort of formal education for that? The only formal education I had was um, a program that I attended in Italy yeah. um, at the school. Then I took a three-month master's program, and they asked me to stay on. So that's how I stayed in, in Europe for so long was I started working for them, and they sent me around to different places, uh, either consulting or to learn other skills. I went to a cheese maker, learned how to make mozzarella cheese, and then I got sent up to Alaska to help out a restaurant for a couple months, kind of do some consulting. So it was it was a great experience. Got me a lot of travel and working with prime people in the field. Wow. So literally, I'm thinking Italy to Alaska. That's 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 all the way around. It's a long flight. Yeah. Yes. And you're at this master master class in Italy. Yep. They're like, you know, I I know that Americans often have a bad rap when they're overseas. But you're at this class. 
and you're there for three months, and they like you so much, and they're so impressed. Like, why don't you stay and help us teach? Exactly. That's that's not nothing. No, no. It, that it, is it, not nothing. It worked out very well because it was kind of a pinnacle point in my life, and I kind of sold off everything, yep. borrowed a little bit of money from mom and dad because it was after college, after the military. I was already in my 30s, but... I wanted to just kind of do this adventure. Yeah. So I went over there and I knew that the class ended in the middle of April. What was happening after that? No idea. I don't know what's going to happen next. Exactly. But. So it, it worked out great because they kept me around for a couple of years. Wow. So. It's amazing when I look back on life, the reality that time flows in one direction. Yep. And because of that, there is nowhere that I could have ended up except for right here, right now. It's a great way to look at it. Like thinking about all the other possibilities. If I had gone to a different school, you know, studied something different, worked at a different restaurant, wherever, I would end up, I have no idea where I'd be. Right. But because of the circumstances and the opportunities and the, the one direction flow of time, I'm right here right now. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry to get existential on you, listeners. <laughs> I think I, I think about that all the time. I think about it from both the positive and the negative standpoint. Um, I can positively look at where I am right mm-hmm. now. And if I don't like it, that means it's taken me this long to get here. Yeah. But I can do the work to change and go to the next spot yep. where I want to be. I didn't come this far just to get this far. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just keep going. That's right. So how would you describe your... I mean, I hate to put any sort of label, but labels do help people understand things. Yes, they right? do. We are learning you know, labeling and marketing is very we, we important. associate, it's like, oh, if it's Southern, it's like, okay, I have an idea of Southern food. Exactly. You know, Asian cuisine, Italian, all these things. We already understand kind of what it is. Right. So at the risk of giving you a label, okay, how would you describe what you like to cook? These days, we've definitely kind of changed our approach. Mm -hmm. Um, After, as we were saying, all the steps that I've taken to get to this point, um, I like an old world approach. All right. Um, Definitely a a European kind of diet approach where we're very, we try to be very seasonal, very, very plant-based. In Europe, they... uh, they do eat a lot of plants, they eat a lot of breads, um, grains, and of the sort, but the meats are more of the prized. Um, they're more expensive. And in like Southern Europe, people don't make a lot of uh, money. So it's more difficult to come across some of that. So we've kind of learned to navigate that same uh, territory. We'll, right. We try to eat a lot of plant-based and do in our cooking to show people that if you want to be a vegan or you want to be keto, there's a lot to it to make it taste good so that you don't go out and buy a package that's Mm. processed and you don't know what kind of chemicals and things are in that. Whatever your dietary desires or or needs might be, we've taken on our approach and to show others to make sure just eat natural. Yeah. You know, we'll cook something. If you want to be a vegan, don't, don't get a vegan hot dog. (laughs) <laughs> look look at india where they don't eat meat look at uh look at southern asia where they where they don't eat meat maybe some fish look around um and that's all i'm trying to do for myself right as i grow every day and then for others is just have the conversation and open the eyes 
when mm. I decided to, uh, to, for nutritional or not nutritional, um, dietary needs, um, I stopped eating meat for a little while. I missed it cause I'm a Midwest boy and right. I, you know, I want my cheeseburger <laughs> and my French fries, but I'm also luckily enough a cook where I'm going to make sure whatever I'm eating tastes good. I'm not eating a bowl of raw spinach with nothing on it. Exactly. Three times a day. Exactly. If you're yeah. going to, if you're going to diet, make it taste good. That's right. That's excellent. I, we only, you know, the podcast is not overly long. Right. I think our record is like 47 minutes. Wow. So I wish we had time to really dive into your story. No. I would, <laughs> there, there, we can, we can start the scheduling process for another lunch. one. Yes. But, you know, with, with your background and with your experience and coming from, you know, your expertise, what are some points of advice that you can share with listeners to help them live, to help them live better? I would say first and foremost, reading labels. Okay. Um, we'd love to set up a class sometime, but I have a feeling some grocery store might throw us out for uh, <laughs> taking people around and say, well, look at this package. How many words can you actually pronounce? How many words do you words actually know what they mean? three syllables. Exactly. Um, so the first and foremost. there's no labels on the bag of carrots that I buy. Exactly. Because it's carrots. Right. <laughs> but there is other marketing stuff to look for. Um, mm-hmm. We're big advocates. If you're doing meats, vegetables, any actual product, produce, grains, mm-hmm. organic. Okay. So looking at a label of carrots, it is good to see whether or not it's organic, but you're 100% right. I want to know what's in the package. Yeah. You know, we when we go grocery shopping, we'll buy, buy the fresh stuff, and we'll take it home, and we'll do a little prep so that we, we can eat it. We're just like everybody else. We're working all sorts of hours. So I'll take one afternoon, and I'll just cook a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the labels, I'd say the second one uh, going along with that right. is to stop dieting. Okay. Just eat naturally. Mm-hmm. Eat fruits. Eat vegetables. Don't be afraid of bread. Eat whole grain, um, organic uh, sourdoughs. Yeah. Don't eat Wonder Bread. You know, <laughs> be, be a little bit, you know, um, knowledgeable about it. And that, Eating the entire baguette from Lidl for 99 cents probably not the best idea. Exactly. Just going to blow up in your stomach. <laughs> you know, it's when you say don't diet, everybody knows and everybody's heard that diets don't work. Right. Because they are goal oriented. Correct. Instead of like lifestyle oriented. Like, you're focused on a goal instead of the process to get to the goal. Right. When I was working as a health coach back in the day, we would use exercises to help people. Basically, it's okay to have a goal, but when you have a goal, you have to continuously reset that the goal. goal. And that's a lot Otherwise, of Otherwise, the tension, as soon as you make a goal, the tension starts to let up mm-hmm. to actually accomplish it. Right. So you have to focus on the process right. to achieve the goal. Otherwise, I mean, you can achieve the goal if you focus on the goal, but if the goal is a number on the scale... As soon as you hit the number on the scales, you'll be like, oh, thank God. Where is CC's all-you-can-eat pizza buffet? Exactly. I've been waiting for this for 90 days. Exactly. And then in 30 days, you're worse off than where you were before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, very, it's, so, it's so true. Don't, don't diet. Focus on, focus on eating naturally. Focus on that process. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. All right, man. Keep going. Um, again, I, I said about the, the organic, the fruits, mm-hmm. vegetables, and grains. Um, I'm a very big advocate. Uh, we're starting this year. Um, we're going to be in two markets with our breads. Um, 100% fresh farmers market. Somerville oh, Farmers you, Market right. and the Johns Island. Um, all uh, fresh milled, 100% whole grain organic. I believe in organic for so many reasons because of the marketing and mm-hmm. they, they, there's so much information out there labeling law wise that they don't have to tell us. Right. If you go organic, you're a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. So um, it's still not a hundred percent. It's not because there's always they in labeling. If it's under one percent, they don't always have on, to put it in a, there. On a side note, from labeling and trust in the system. Right. A comic that I don't have no idea who he was, but saw him on Instagram. You know, as I'm scrolling through Instagram right. one day, those m- video clips, and he's like, "Really? Y'all don't believe in any conspiracy theories? Not a <laughs> single one." You think the government is batting a thousand on right. everything, All right? <laughs> and telling us the truth about everything? That's right. I mean, I understand if you don't believe in all of them, but right, at least one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I jest, but it is true that loopholes exist. Exactly. I remember when I learned that if something has less than one gram of uh, not trans fats, right. that's what it was, right. If something had less than one gram of trans fats per serving, right, then it can show up as zero exactly. on the nutrition facts. So, of course, what's the easy way around that? Oh, our serving size is just small enough that it has less than one gram of trans fats per serving. Exactly. And then we can legally claim that it doesn't have any. Right. Because everybody looks at the serving size on right. the package and when you just eat the entire package. Right, exactly. And then it says, that, oh, there was 10 <laughs> servings on this. <laughs> yeah, you get your box of Girl Scout Thin Mints. Of course. And now I did hear from one of the Girl Scout executives in the area, and she told me that a serving size is either one sleeve or one box. But then so when I looked at the box, smart. the box, was, box said, no, that's not right. There's like 10 <laughs> servings in a box. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Who's going to only eat four Thin Mints? Exactly. When I was growing up, you know, eating Cheerios or cornflakes or whatever it was for breakfast, I would have a bowl. Yep. And then I realized at some point that according to the box, a serving of cereal in some cases is not even a cup. Exactly. I'm like, what the, what? Yep. Who actually, like, no, like I have an entire bowl filled with cereal and then halfway filled with milk. Of course. That's one serving for regular folks. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, yeah, you're right. Yeah, read the labels, but more than that, have an understanding of what labels mean exactly and, and what what they don't mean right you know so okay take, take i'm getting out. off my soapbox well <laughs> no that actually leads perfectly in um take some time to educate yourself mm-hmm. there's a lot of information out there whether whatever the subject it is there's experts and you know so-called experts in every field that you know uh, rifle through all this information it's hard I remember in the 80s when when the egg was going to kill us all. And then Mm -hmm. in the 90s, it was good for us again. And then they did the same thing with milk. It goes back and forth. So some of this goes with a little bit of common sense and just educating yourself. I'm waiting for 10 years when suddenly gluten is the cure-all. I agree. I agree. It'll be a face (laughs) mask or something for the ladies. It'll be great. (laughs) All right. Next. What else? Um... Try as best you can, because our mm-hmm. bodies are kind of already like this, to eat seasonal. 
Okay. I always have said, you know, I've been in and out of restaurants almost 25 years now. I think it's funny, even Chicago or Charleston, why is there a tomato on a salad in December? Mm-hmm. Where, where do you see anything growing? <laughs> that being said, like, we're all going to want, you know, what we want. And right. that's the great thing about the United States is we can have access to all these great things. It's growing somewhere. It is. It just takes however much diesel it takes to get here. Exactly. So learn about what's seasonal and then what you can get local. Yeah. Because that, that'll get you to know your local sources. And locals, I'm not going to say it's always locals better or worse but sometimes you can get a bulk quantity in our industry i wait till peaches are ripe and and because i can get local i can get 10 tons i'm not going through 10 (laughs) tons but you know what i mean i can get a bunch of peaches for really cheap you get a truckload of peaches exactly Mm -hmm. and then you can conserve them right no i was just this morning actually today is delivery day for wishbone heritage yes and I was writing a review for the eggs. Okay. Because we get uh, two dozen jumbo eggs from Farmer David every week. Beautiful. And we, we had to skip one week because we just weren't eating them fast enough. Right. But I realized as I was writing the review, it's like I really do appreciate that I get to support somebody that I know in person. More so, because all the other factors, the eggs cost the same. Right. You know, free range, organic, whatever right. eggs. Right. Even if you go to Walmart, exactly. they're going to be $5 a dozen. Exactly. You know, Yep. you can't compare those with the 39-cent dozen eggs at Aldi. Right. It's not even the same right. thing. But, you know, for what it is, supporting the local farmers, the local producers, is well worth it. I would much rather have my $5 a dozen go to St. George right. than go to the corporation in Arkansas. Exactly. You know? And that's one of the things that I love about this area so much is there is this big community. It's huge. And, yeah. and it's, it's growing every day. I didn't grow up around a community like this. Like mm-hmm. We lived in the suburbs for a little while, and then when we did move out to the country, it was there, but it wasn't a part of American culture as it's starting to become again. Right. This is a very historical aspect, I think, of the United States that we got away from. Mm-hmm. And now we're coming back to yeah. it, and it's great. It became the food system became industrialized. Yes. And now it's it's reversing that to some extent. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to take work, and yeah. and I'm happy to be one of the workers on that cause. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Keep going, man. This is great stuff. Um, I would say the last and and most important one would be. As I was saying earlier, we've taken on a very European uh, approach to eating, Mm -hmm. Um, whether people want to call it a Mediterranean diet or, you know, uh, we like the the new label these days, um, plant-based whole food. Yep. Um, Be be conspicuous or not conspicuous. uh, Be aware of what you're eating. Conscious. Yes. Conscious. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm from the Midwest. Once a month, I'm going to have a cheeseburger. (laughs) But the rest of the time, I'm more conscious of what I'm eating, where it's coming from, how I'm I'm preparing it or how it's being prepared. Um, I think as we start getting more thinking about food as a joyous occasion, like they do in Europe, as opposed to here, our marketing way of food is 
it's either an afterthought, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're running around, here's this power bar, right. which you don't know really what's in. It'll tell or you some stuff. Bar. Exactly. You're not you, know? you when you're hungry. Take, take <laughs> the time to enjoy life. And that was one of the best things that I think I learned in Europe was that's what dinner really was about for, like, so many countries over there. Every mm-hmm. night, get together. I know we did it when I was a kid, especially, uh, you know, Sunday night family dinners. Mm-hmm. Doing that more often and more more times throughout the week I think is a great way to make people more conscious about yeah. what they're eating. It's, it's, I, I don't know how to say it's, it's like self-evident. Yes. But I have learned and I've come to this conclusion just internally through non-scientific observation. Listener, don't, 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 don't quote me in your scientific yeah. journal that you're writing for, but that in modern day America, if you are not consciously proactive about what you're eating, then you are going to be. You're going to be in the yeah. medical system you're for gonna a be long in the medical time. System. I mean, th- that's part of the reason why we have a an obesity epidemic going on mm-hmm. is because if you're not conscious, and I'm saying this without knocking anybody, because we're all super busy, super slammed, all the time-saving gadgets of the dishwasher it just gives us more time to work right and run around and get right. to baseball and right. soccer and wednesday night church and sunday morning church right and saturday smog whatever it is right you know our business appointments and it is too easy to stop at the drive-thru when you're starving very much so and eat three thousand calories yep i mean bottom line and you can eat three thousand calories for less than ten bucks Without even realizing it and still being hungry yeah, afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it really is if you have to become conscious and proactive about is, is what I'm going to eat helping me? Is it healthy? Or, no, there are times to eat your pizza, eat your burger. Right. Maybe we have Friday night pizza and movie night. Of course. It's just now we cook a large pizza. Right. And we eat that instead of having three. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. I love that. These are these are all excellent points, Nick. And as a chef, I really appreciate. I think. Well, I appreciate all of them. Well, I don't have you. a favorite. Thank this, you. this is great stuff. <laughs> thank you. So, let's let's jump into the next segment. Okay. Which is we call the final four. Right. We got four questions. Uh, question number one would be: When you pause from work, because. We know that work is never finished. Right, right. You know, especially what you do. I'm sure you're always, you don't, you don't leave your work here at the shop. Never. When you pause from work, what do you do to recharge or for fun? That's a great question um, specifically for, well, I'd say a lot of industries, but definitely our industry. Um, after the military, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems in uh, the hours and the time um, in, in the cooking community. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I'm still actively learning and working on. Um, having, trying to figure out what that should be for you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, for the last eight, ten years, it's been, you know, 18-hour days, you know, and Then five, eat all six. the leftovers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you get a couple hours of sleep and, and take care of it. So these days, um, I've definitely gotten more into back into the exercise side. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to run. Um, I walk. I love hiking. Um, I walked here today. I like to walk down some of the trails and stuff. Just walk around town and see things. Let me decompress. Nice. Um, 
I like movies and cartoons. I work in life always seems so serious, so I like stuff that makes me laugh. And I just kind of kind of relax, enjoy it, <laughs> think about not taking it so serious. Try to channel my father a little more often, where he's like, "Ah, you can't be so serial. It's it's <laughs> it's no problem. Don't worry, we got this." So I I do as much as I can, and I'm actively learning how to do more. I'm gonna try yoga this year. You know, nice. I'm gonna try new things every chance I get. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, question number two. Okay. What are you most looking forward to in the next 12 months? What are you most excited about? I think I'm most excited about, um, like I said, that we're going to be in two summer, uh, two markets, mm-hmm. the Somerville market and um, the Johns Island market. And I'm excited not because we're getting our breads out there, but because we're using the breads and baked goods as marketing ploy to get the information out there. Nice. Um, we'll be setting up more classes this year. Just trying to help people learn more about food and options and what's surrounding their community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm set to work with some farmers and maybe do some classes right on their farms. Just show people what to do with the great products that we got around us. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. So with, with all this stuff, we'll jump right to question three. How can people get in touch with you? How can they contact you? Right now, the best way is uh, through my email. Okay. Um, after that, right now... What I check the most is a text message, um, and then we're hoping within the next three to four months to have a website up. Nice. So. Nice. We'll put all that contact info in the show notes. Perfect. So people can find you easily. Yes. And questions. And, oh, yeah, uh, go ahead. also, nine times out of ten, I'm at Coastal. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just come Stop in and see in me. Stop in here at the yep. Chef Coffee Shop, and he's pro- he'll pro- you'll probably see him come through the door. That's right. <laughs> Question four is, what uh, a parting piece of advice for listeners? Going back to be conscious. Um, You know what you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. Think about eating not as a chore. Um, I had uh, a friend of mine from high school say to me one time, um, you live to eat, saying me, and he eats to live. It's a big part of our life. It's as important as sleeping is. Mm -hmm. Make it a little more joyous. Take your time. Be conscious about what you're eating. If you need to, eat the power bar. There's times when I do that. I'm working long hours. But take the time when you're unwinding. Have something nice Mm -hmm. to eat. Have something nice at home. As you say that... My brain. I think this this is my moment. Almost every interview, I have this just like epiphany in the conversation. As you say, because we've all heard, you know, don't live to eat, eat to live. Right. But if you flip that around, where if you're being conscious about living to eat. Right. I mean, I, I remember I heard the quote sometimes, like, it's a good thing eating is so enjoyable because we have to do it so often. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to do it regularly. Exactly. Even if you're only doing it once a day or you skip a day or two, right. you're still going to have to do it. Right. So why not have the mental perspective that, yeah, I am living to eat, but I'm really conscious about it, focused on what am I going to eat next? Right, right. Not just like, woo, I just got paid, time to go, you know, binge on beer and pizza Friday night. Not that kind of live to eat, but... Being conscious of your body and your needs. Like, I know... 
recently I was out camping, so there might have been a little pizza and beer involved. Yeah. Um, some definitely open fire cooked chicken and beer. But now, like, I'm a little more conscious of this week that I'm going to eat a little bit better. I can feel it in my joints. I'm not a young kid anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel how, what I did. So I'm going to be conscious of what I'm eating. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be pleasurable. Right. That's why I said stop yeah, dieting. Exactly. Exactly. Eat in a pleasurable way that's healthy, and you won't have to diet. Fantastic. So now let's jump into this new segment that we just started this past week. Awesome. We're going to call it Flip the Script. So normally, I'm the one with the questions. I have, you know, but giving guests the opportunity to ask me whatever question you want. The floor right. is yours. All right. Um, well, having seen some of the podcasts and the people that you're doing with them and the podcasts being Somerville Advice Givers, mm-hmm. I wouldn't ask what piece of advice you have. I'd say, what is it that you're trying to advise with the podcasts? That is an excellent question. And as I started the idea of the pod, honestly, this wasn't my idea for the podcast. Okay. I saw it somewhere else in the country, and I'm like, that's a really good idea. The goal that I have for the podcast is, one, there's so much good things going on in Somerville that I want more people to know about whatever those good things are. Beautiful. Whether it's a nonprofit, you know, I saw Michael Lyle with Dream sitting in there having coffee, having a meeting. Okay. We interviewed him last year. Whether it's just where the coffee at Coastal Coffee Roasters come from. Right. When we interviewed Richard. Right. Or, um, you know, how to, how to care for your spine from Pence Chiropractic. Beautiful. Points of advice, really, for regular folks to just have a better life. Right. But also, I want our guests, I want the guests on the show to have something that they're proud to share with their audience. Very nice. So that business owners, organizations who are trying to get the word out can have something valuable that they can send to the people who, one, already love them, and two, don't know about them yet. Right. Because the people who already love them, when they hear their, when they hear their chiropractor being interviewed, is like, oh my gosh, I knew I picked the right <laughs> chiropractor. Very you nice. Know, yeah. Folks who, folks who hear you on the show, who've come to one of your, your chef things, you're like, oh my gosh, I never knew this about Chef Nick. I knew we were, I, now we, they look forward to seeing you right. even more. Right. So really, I want to help others build relationships that have meaning and impact. And, and I got to say, I thank you for that because, as I said, this whole area is so much about building an amazing mm-hmm. community, and that's why we felt so welcomed here and wanted awesome. to jump into that building process so, so strongly. That's, that's why I do this, to build relationships and uh, create more positive impact well, in thank Somerville. You. Well, thank you. It's yep. been a pleasure. Excellent question, Nick. Well, listeners, uh, I'm going to reiterate Come check out Chef Nick here at Coastal Coffee Roasters. Um, I know by the time you hear this, we will have already passed March 15th, but there will be another one coming There up. will be. Just look for the flyer. Follow them on Facebook. There will be another one of these events for a multi-course meal with all the awesome stuff. And believe me when I say Chef Nick looks just like one of these awesome <laughs> southern chefs. He has the hat, the beard, the tattoos, the demeanor, everything. Got to fit the part. He could go right on the cover of Azalea Magazine, (laughs) no problem. Perfect. 
Um, thank you all so much for joining us this week. Listeners, we would not be here without you. Take a moment and share this with someone that you think needs to hear these pieces of advice. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.